Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone, live from Larry H. Miller, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, right here in Sandy, 10905 South Automall Drive. Come on by, excuse me, and see us. We're going to talk to Sam Amick coming up here momentarily. Don't forget, we're going to be finding out um, exactly who's going to be on the All-Star team coming up around the top of the 5 o'clock hour, Gordon, and we'll find out if we're talking about Rudy, Donovan, or Rudy and Donovan. Or neither, I suppose, on that all-star roster. I expect, I actually expect both of them to make it, but I expect at least one. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, I would expect them both to go. That's my expectation. We'll see if it becomes reality. Well, let's ask Sam about it. Let's get to your daily assist, Austin. It's time for your NBA fix. This is the Big Show Daily Assist. Featuring all the latest news and insight on the association. Now joining the Big Show. Senior NBA writer for The Athletic, Sam Amick. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Daily Assist brought to you by our friends at Lee's Heating and Air. Cold weather is here. Is your home's heating system ready? Lee's Heating and Air is now offering their winter furnace checkup for only 59 bucks. Calls Lee's Heating and Air today. 801-747-LEES or online at leesheatac.com. Out to the Sprint special guest line we go. Joining us now, of course, senior NBA writer for The Athletic, our good friend Sam Amick. Hi, Sam. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. You bet. Hey, lots to get to with you this week, of course. But uh, Gordon and I were just uh, chatting about uh, the All-Star Reserves going to be announced today. We're going to be talking about a couple of jazz players on there, or what do you think? So I, I uh, in a vacuum, I think they are both deserving. I'm a little guilty uh, of not having done the math, studied the numbers, and picked my own reserves Obviously, been a pretty unique week, but you know, I so in that vein, I'll throw it back to you guys. I mean, you know, certainly, uh, you know, I think Donovan and Rudy should be, but what you know, how does it look from your perspective when it comes to the uh, the musical chairs game element? The way I see it, and Gordon, I don't know if you're you're different, but I think Donovan gets in because the Jazz are better than the the team wise is better than some of his competition, like like Devin sure. Booker and Brandon Ingram, and then Rudy. I think it comes down once again to he and Carl Anthony Towns, and I think not only is Rudy's team better, but he's also played more games. Carl Anthony Towns has been hurt a lot, so that's I don't know, Gordon. You do you differ? That's kind no, of the way I, I see it coming. I down. agree, uh, Sam. I've I've looked at this, and I think both these guys should be in, and that's the nothing to do with the fact that we do radio in Salt Lake City. That's just uh, by looking at the situation, looking at the way the players, how they've performed, how the teams have performed. It just makes sense to me. That's the way I look at it. No, I mean, it makes sense to me, too. I mean, listen, Carl, especially early on, was, you know, just absolutely on fire. uh, And he didn't keep it up. Uh, Like you said, he had some health stuff for quite some time. Uh, and, And the optics... In terms of you know that unofficial correlation between team success and all-star berths, the optics are terrible for the T Wolves, right? Like they just—it's funny. Just last night uh, in uh, Sacramento, I happened to sit at a, a table with a bunch of scouts, and it was like 
boy, oh boy, like Minnesota came up and, and the commentary was not kind. And so I think, you know, if, if I'm a coach and I'm trying to reward, you know, success and, and different guys part in it, uh, I'd be, certainly be looking at the Jazz. All right, Sam, you, uh, you certainly alluded to it. It's been a tough week in a lot of ways in the NBA community, and I want to kind of give you a, a, a wide berth to kind of take the, the conversation in whichever direction you, you want to. But Kobe Bryant, of course, passes away at 41, mm-hmm. and we're now a few days removed. And how are you uh, – have your thoughts changed at all? What was your initial reaction? Yeah, I mean, it's obviously extremely uh, challenging and, and tough, you know, it's been a long week. Uh, I just I keep going back to the fact that I I can't certainly imagine what the families are going through. Of you know, all told, you're talking five families. You know, three uh, extremely young people with long lives ahead of them, and and the lives lost there are I think we can all kind of universally agree that that's the most tragic part. Certainly, Kobe, and you know his story and his life and his path are going to be talked about and and focused on more because of his fame and that's you know that's only natural but this was just a a tragedy you know that i think the other thing is it was very relatable and it sounds funny to say that when a bunch of people are hopping on a helicopter to commute somewhere which is not something that any of us can really relate to but you know if you take that element away i keep saying it this way that it's just it's heartbreaking to think that in essence like, okay, fine, they, you know, Kobe has a ton of money, we get it. In essence, this was just no different than anybody listening who, you know, has piled the family members into the minivan to go to some sporting event. You know, that's what they were doing, and, and it ended in tragic fashion. And so, tough week. I mean, on Sunday I was home, and, I mean, everybody's got their, it's, their moment when they found out. It's one of those accidents that you're never going to forget where you were. And so, you know, I – saw a uh, an internal notification from our company where people had shared the TMZ tweet, you know, it's the first place I saw it. And the one memory I have that is, you know, tough to process, like telling my wife about it, but I, the emotion that hit me was heavy enough that I found myself saying, well, I need to spit it out quickly because I think the look on my face is going to make her think that somebody in our family passed away, um, you know, and, and trying to, like, draw that distinction mentally and emotionally in the moment was was you know kind of interesting but just a tough week i'm in la right now and and i'll certainly be at that game tomorrow yeah you talk about a surreal thing i was in hawaii and uh was sitting on a beach and i'll tell you sam it's just i don't know there's just no there's no easy way to process that and all the all the things that we've seen that have come out things that kobe was doing ways he was encouraging other kids he was uh, doing all these things that we, a lot of us didn't really know about, uh, but we're finding out about it now. It makes it that much more difficult. And he seems like the kind of guy you always wonder about players, and some of them absolutely great players, how they're going to follow up their uh, initial stardom with uh, more life to live. And Kobe seemed like he was on the fast track to get uh, get all kinds of things done in this world. So it just makes it, aside from the personal stuff and, and his daughter and the other families, it, it just hits with that much more force. It does. And, I mean, you know, something that, that I tried to write today is I used an old interview that I had used parts of this interview before, but I never published it in full. And it was him talking about 
the behind the scenes role that he played with the Lakers leading up to when they got LeBron James. And, you know, basketball wise, I was trying to make the point that I still think people are sleeping on how much he had to do with the current construction of the Lakers. You know, the influence he has on Jeannie Buss, the influence he, you know, and see, even that, I mean, it just slipped up. I mean, it's now it's past tense, the influence he had. Um, which is surreal. Um, and also Rob Palenka, his longtime agent, who now is the GM. And um, so basketball-wise, you had that, but he had so many things going on, obviously, off the court. You know, his Mamba Sports Academy, where there's so much focus on youth sports and empowerment of boys and girls, certainly. Um, and then, you, you know, the Granity Studios had his own studio and the entertainment stuff had a series of children's books that had come out. Um, he was creative. He was obviously a hard worker and, and liked getting into this new space. It's funny, one of our last interviews, uh, I was pushing him on this Lakers front and basically saying, like, man, people just don't seem to get how you don't really need a title to be calling some of these shots behind the scenes. Like, your voice still carries a ton of weight with the Lakers. And I asked him, you know, so that being said, you know, would you – consider at any point taking a title and doing something formally with the Lakers. And he kind of laughed and he was like, he's like, you, you know, I, like I, I run a studio, right? Like, and he was just being, you know, a smart, I like for like, basically like, do you, do you see how busy I am? Do you see how many things I have my fingers into? And, you know, he was trying to do that, but also to the family stuff is the toughest part for me because Here's the thing. When people pass, we, human nature is that we eulogize uh, and then we gloss over some of the tough stuff, right? Now, Kobe had some extremely tough stuff. And the day he died, certainly, you know, in my column, you've, you've got to talk about 2003 and what happened in Colorado. That's part of it. But then even on a much less serious note, like, I feel like over time, it's okay for us to admit, like, oh, yeah, remember when he was a player? Like, oh, there was a bunch of people who just hated him. <laughs> You know, just hated him because he was so competitive and so edgy. And, you know, and people were constantly trying to figure him out as a person. Uh, but on the back end, I think he was starting to get it. And he was really starting to get it. And that's the part that kills you because, you know, I, I was excited to see his next 30, 40, 50 years. Yeah, and it it does feel a little bit unfinished, Sam. And from a, a kind of a career arc standpoint, I talked about it this uh, a lot this week. But you know, he started off his career as a as a kind of wonderkind, and he won a lot next to Shaq. And then he went through his villain years and and kind of a transformation. And that you know the the Black Mamba kind of uh, uh, persona was born. And then you know he turned into one of the elder statesmen whose hard work represented you know how you could become great and all these next generation players are looking up to him it feels like he had yet another gear and maybe that's part of uh, of why we're kind of dis- disappointed along with our sadness I guess yeah I, I mean I couldn't agree more it's weird because I covered him as a player in some capacity for I guess 11 years um, five of those years it was minimal interaction because I covered just the Sacramento Kings but I did a lot with him in those seven seasons thereafter covering the league nationally. But I would also say that in the three years or three and a half years since he retired, I had more meaningful interviews and conversations with him than the entire time with him playing. Um, he was more relatable. He was, I, it was weird for me. Cause honestly, he's about, he was about six months younger than me. And it was, it was, a, it was a very strange evolution of our dynamic because 
you know, when I first started covering them, it's like, all right, well, I'm 27 and you're 26, but okay, age doesn't matter because you are an absolute rock star and I'm a rookie trying to figure out media, right? Then by the time he retires and, and you know, and after his retirement, then it was like, huh, this is interesting because now you're kind of just more of a normal guy who's the same age as me and we can talk about kids and we can talk about whatever. Um, I mean, on a positive note, guys, you know, certainly uh, a memory that that I'll kind of hold dear is uh, I, he called me one time when we were going to do an interview. I believe this one was about his ESPN show, Detail, uh, just to talk about why he did it and, and whatnot and get into it. And I had kind of pushed myself on this day to try a new challenge, which was to teach a college course, something I'd never done before uh, at my alma mater at Sacramento State. And essentially just wanted to try that. But then the Kobe interview was going to conflict with the timing of that class. Long story short, the the guy whose class I had taken over for a day is a friend of mine. And I told him, I'm going to have to step out for a few minutes when this phone call comes in. Uh, so I did, had a little fun telling the students who was calling, and of course, kind of, you know, just having fun with that. But then before we did the interview, I kind of went out of my way to tell him because he was reinventing himself. I, we kind of connected on that level where I was like, hey, you know, you probably appreciate this. I'm out here trying to teach a college course, and the truth is I, I, I don't love public speaking, and I kind of was fighting through that to try to enjoy it. Um, and just the, the theme there was evolution and and the stuff that brought people, you know, brings people together. And he was digging it. He's like, man, that's really cool. He thought it was neat that, that you know, I was trying to to uh, kind of help the younger media folks out there figure out how this business works. And that's the space he was in. He was very curious, very creative, and, and kind of starting all over on a bunch of different fronts. So then the question becomes, Sam, how, what is the most appropriate way to honor Kobe Bryant. I, I saw a tweet earlier from Tom Tolbert who said the NBA should stop with the stupid, this is a quote from him on his uh, tweet, NBA should stop with the stupid all-star game gimmicks. You want to honor Kobe? Play hard for 48 minutes. That would sure. honor Kobe. Uh, I don't know all what's been talked about as far as these different things to do, but what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I love Tommy. He's great. Um, you know, I'm with him on that. You know, the it's fine. The thing today that came out, you know, I'm not going to sit here and be negative on it. It didn't, you know, it doesn't do much for me. I also got kind of reminded why I became a writer in the first place because my math skills are, are sorely lacking because I sat there reading the press release going, wait, what happens? Like you add the score <laughs> after three quarters and then you add the 24. But wait, I was just very confused. It's not a good sign for my, there's a reason that I struggled in math. But, like, you know, yeah, play hard. Um, I think, listen, what they did on Sunday, I don't know to what degree it was deliberate, but not canceling games. Um, you know, now they did postpone, obviously, the Lakers-Clippers game a couple nights later. But the Sunday choice, I was fine with that. Um, and then it also it kind of created a bunch of memorable, organic moments when, you know, teams are – taking 24-second shot clock violations and, and half-court violations with, you know, the 8 and the 24. So that type of stuff is neat. It just, you know, authenticity is probably the, the most important thing, and that's where the all-star stuff does run the risk of being a little bit gimmicky. Um, I, what does – I think what's unfortunate is that I, I just – it's going to reach a point where 
I think we are going it, to, it's, uh, some of the stuff is going to feel forced. Some of the stuff is going to feel like it's too much. And, and I think emotionally, that's a tough line to walk for the league because, you know, you can't please everybody. And I mean, but even covering it, you know, we're already struggling in the media to just think about like, you know, how do you, the tone of coverage, like even the people who cover the Lakers on a daily basis, like how long do you have to wait before you're comfortable writing a story that has any element of positivity to it and that has nothing to do with Kobe, you know, and it's just a normal story. They feel, people feel strange doing that right now. So, um, and it really, we've dealt with loss before, you know, for since the beginning of time with pro sports, this one is, to me, it's different. It's, you know, the closest that I can think of, and I certainly wasn't alive for this, but, you know, Roberto Clemente going down in the plane at 38 years old. Um, it's the dramatic nature of the way that he died. And then certainly just you've got to make sure you continue mentioning, you know, that in addition to his daughter, the other seven folks who, who lost their lives too. It's just the scale of it is just really brutal. Well, Sam, thank you as always for your thoughts. Thanks for your perspective. We really appreciate it. And hopefully we'll be talking a, a little bit more hoop next week. You got it, guys. Appreciate you. Have a good weekend. Thanks, Sam. You too. You too. Uh, the great Sam Amick from The Athletic uh, joining us. And I, I'm glad we kind of talked a little all-star and, and Rudy and Donovan with, with Sam at the beginning just to get his thoughts. And then, of course, you know, wanted to get his perspective on well, you know how it's I, been a tough week. Yeah, you know how I feel about Sam. I just think he is uh, one of the best and uh, a guy who really has things in, in order, in perspective. So uh, we really enjoy talking with him about any topic, really. How cool would that be is if, if you're a guest lecturer at a at a college at your <laughs> al- at your alma mater, <laughs> and you got a chance to say, "Excuse me, students. Excuse me, I've, I got I've a got, phone call to take. I've got Kobe Bryant on on line one. So, uh, <clears throat> pardon me, I'm going to just step into the hall for a moment there. Entertain yourselves. I'm going to be, you know." talking to Kobe. Well, I can't one-up that story, but I have had times when I've been in the but middle of stuff. But you're going to. And I've had an important phone call come in like that. Just then, Casey Kasem called me and said, Gordon, Casey I'm a big Kasem. fan. Uh, it happened to me the very first interview I ever did. The phone rang. I was John talking Wooden to was just upset. John Wooden. Yeah. Yep. Was it really? Yeah, I was just I guessing you. that you would boast about you. No, it was John Wooden. Did What did you do? I said I was I was in Wait, how'd you get a phone call? This was pre-cell phone. No, I was in a room. Uh, it was uh, at, at a journalism. And they uh, said, "Excuse type. me, Mr. Monson, John Wooden's on the phone for yes, you." Yes. That's exactly that, what happened. No. That is precisely what happened. I swear. Monson, Gordon Monson. <laughs> John Wooden's online too. John Wooden's online. Oh, it's John. Okay, yeah, okay, I'll hold it. I'll be right there. Tell John I'll call him back. So I, I talked, I, I talked to John, and I got off the phone. First of all, John was, you know, extremely gracious. Hey, we've got uh, we've got some breaking news. Sorry, Gordon, I, I didn't mean to, uh, to well, interrupt you, you, there. You just did. Uh, Sham Sharania sources 2020 NBA All Star reserves. Oh, here it is. So this is not official, but this uh, is what uh, Sham Sharania has. And uh, what's he got? Sham's not often wrong. All right, uh, here you go, Gordo. Western All uh, Western All Star reserves. 
Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, Nikola Jokic, Rudy Gobert, Brandon Ingram, Russell Westbrook, and Chris Paul. Yeah, it was. I, I just didn't see a way that both Donovan and Rudy weren't going to be on on this team. I didn't either. Uh, they just couldn't do that. It would if Carl Anthony Towns got the nod this year. I mean. Jazz fans would be extremely grumpy, and I wouldn't blame them one bit. All right, so go through that one more time. Okay, so here's here's uh, the West. Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, Nikola Jokic, Rudy Gobert, Brandon Ingram, Russell Westbrook, Chris Paul. I got no problem with that. No, I think it's great. Mm -hmm. I I think it's great. I'm glad that uh, Ingram and Mitchell made it. I think that's awesome. Uh, Rudy making it absolutely 100% appropriate. Here's the Eastern Conference, if you're curious. Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, Ben Simmons, Chris Middleton, Jason Tatum, Bam Adebayo, and Doma- uh, Domantas Sabonis. Okay, so this is coming from Shams. It's not the official announcement, but like you said, he's usually right on this sort of thing. So, Jazz fans, there you have it. Uh, if you believe, Shams, I, I'm believing him, aren't you? I am. I'm believing him. Besides, he, he it, it, it's, it's commonsensical. But right. anyway, they, uh, both Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, <coughs> Western Conference All-Star. Going to Chicago. Uh, some maybe surprise name that's not on there, Paul George. But, I mean, he's battled injuries yes. this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, Devin Booker not on there, obviously. But Yeah, they, knowing Devin, he's probably not real happy about that. So if this stands, congratulations to Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. Going to be 2020 NBA All-Stars. So if you want to sound really smart with your friends, call them up right now or text them and say, hey, both Donovan and Rudy made the All-Star team and get excited about it with your friends. Because, I, I mean, I put this at, what, 99%? Oh, maybe even more. Yeah. Yeah, maybe even more. Uh, let's see. Uh, there's a tweet out here saying that Gobert has a million-dollar bonus for making the All-Star team non-replacement. Oh, dinner's on Rudy. Rudy just just cleared a million bucks. Wow. How about that? That sounds pretty good. That's a lot of money. Yeah, seriously. Rudy. Even for that. Hit Rudy up. You need a grant. Get uh, good friend Rudy Gobert on the Next horn. time you see Rudy, say, hey, have a little something for the effort. And he'll ask you what your effort was. All right. Donovan and Rudy are all-stars. We'll react more to it coming up next. Live from Larry H. Miller, Chrysler, Jeep Dodge Ram, and Sandy, 10905 South Auto Mall Drive. Uh, best selection in Utah. Uh, a sea of cars, both new and used. And uh, they've got some great deals, on, uh, in particular, on some uh, Ram trucks, which are just beautiful. Come check it out. 10905 South Auto Mall Drive. More straight ahead. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Slow mo Joe. The Joe Ingles Show with DJ and PK. I'm wondering when you're playing this well, does the way Quinn interact with the team change at all? He's the same guy today that he is six years ago when he first got the job. And that's hard to do to stay so focused and determined to keep this franchise going and obviously heading in the right direction. And obviously everyone that's watched closely for the six years Quinn's been here, he's a big part of this massive change that's happened. A lot is the culture and what he does and what he brings and what he stands for. Utah is lucky to have him and and hopefully he's, well, he just extended, didn't he? So he's, yeah. he's here for a bit longer. Oh, yeah. Catch Jazzman Joe Ingles with DJ and PK every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. 
live at Larry Schmiller Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram and Sandy 10905 South Automall Drive. Come by and see us. Want to remind you about our friends at Action Plumbing. Call Action Plumbing. Get your preseason furnace tune-up and safety check for 33 bucks. Call 801-833-3333 or go to actionplumbing.net. Breaking news in our last segment, Sham Sharania uh, of The uh, Athletic is reporting that both Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell will make this year's All-Star roster. Uh, Gordon, uh, in the All-Star game to be played in Chicago, your Western Reserves, Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, Nikola Jokic, Rudy Gobert, Brandon Ingram, Russell Westbrook, and Chris Paul. As it should be. And that's not coming from any kind of homer perspective, anything like that. I'm not honking nothing here. I've watched those guys play. I've compared the statistics. I've compared the, their effect on games. And they are absolutely where they should be. I think so, too. I think this is deserved. I think the Jazz record has certainly been good enough. And if you look at the, the numbers, certainly that Donovan is putting up. And then you look at, really, I, you know what? I'm selling Rudy short. Look at Rudy's numbers. You know, almost 15 and 15 being the defensive force that he is. Screen assist, leading the league in field goal percentage. I mean, it, he's deserved. And, uh, you know, I, I don't think, honestly, Gordon, I don't think there's anybody out there that really has that strong of argument to get in over either one of them. So the fact that the Jazz had been on that winning streak and they'd won a zillion games out of, what was it? What was the official number? I, I what, don't 18 know. to 20? Something like yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder how much that helped them. Oh, I think it did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it did. I agree. So it's when these players, and this is what they'll say, they'll say, this honor belongs to my team, not just me. They're right. They are right. It makes a difference. Yeah. It definitely but, does. But, on the other hand, they are a huge reason for the success. So, I think it works both ways. Now, I say this somewhat tongue-in-cheek, but are Jazz fans rooting for Rudy Gobert to get picked last? Why would they want that? So, he still comes out of this with a real chip on his shoulder? <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good so point. So, he, he gets the hey, honor. Wait a he gets the honor, but he still has a chip well, on his shoulder. One of the things that makes it so interesting in this particular case is because the way the All-Star game is played. What did you... <laughs> Uh, you want to explain uh, that my my daughter has come in for a visit and uh, And she just blurted out she just blurted out rudy gobert huh yeah (laughs) yes she did that is funny i'll tell you i hate to tell you this but she's growing up i know she's getting big isn't she yeah all this uh all this girl dad stuff too has made me sentimental love uh being a dad to a daughter there's no doubt about it and she's obviously a big rudy gobert fan i thought of both you and austin when i uh wrote my column which i enjoyed a girl dad very uh, much because both of you guys are girl dads actually between the three of us we have seven daughters Yep. I mean, most of that work, of course, done by you, but still. Well, I mean, it's early yet. But uh, and you guys have added to the collection. We have in a in a way that is. I mean, they're just about as cute as kids can come. So anyway, yeah. Ready, go bear, she said. <laughs> you never talk sports at home, do you? Uh, no, I do. I do. In fact, we got her a Rudy Gobert jersey, so she she wears that around from time to <laughs> time. So, uh, there you go. But Rudy going to be an all-star with Donovan Mitchell. And you and want him to be ticked off still. Just, to, you know, because Rudy uses that uh, that stuff as motivation. And so, you know, you not that Rudy would ever be comfortable. Okay. Of course, that's why I say tongue-in-cheek. But. Let's project ahead. Donovan Mitchell's game fits perfectly into an all-star game. No problem. True. How is Rudy Gobert going to play 
in an all-star game. I get a, I bet he gets a bunch of dunks. And and I bet that the other team, they'll try to dunk on him so he'll get to play a little defense. But I bet at very least he gets a bunch of dunks. Will he try his hardest to stop the showboating for the other team? Uh, it's a matter of pride, isn't it? Well, you could say that about everybody. Though. But there's peer pressure. So is Rudy the – right. There's the other thing is that Rudy has something to prove. A lot of these other guys – they, you know, they're goofing around out there. They're having fun. But, and how does Rudy prove his value? By stopping people? Yeah, we'll see. You don't think so? I don't know. I don't know, because it's just not what an all-star game is. <clears throat> I know. Can Even, it be something different? But, 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 Michael Jordan used to play defense in the all-star game in uh, a different time. That was a different era, though. I mean, like, Kawhi Leonard's made a bunch of all-star teams. He's a defensive player, and he doesn't seem to want to play much defense. Yeah, I suppose. It'll you be, can, you can question their their uh, competitive nature all you want, but I mean, this has turned into a. But if, but if the very reason you are an all star is what you do at the defensive end, primarily, he also does all these other things too. But primarily, he's the two time defensive player of the year. You got to play defense. Well, we'll see. We'll see how much he plays. Well, if he's picked last, maybe he won't play that much. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Is he coming? Hey, hey, tall guy, you go sit at the end of the bench. You just see the uh, steam coming the off the dome. Yep. All right, we've got the Not Sports Port coming up next. We're live 10905 South Automall Drive. We're at Larry H. Miller Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. He's with KSL Sports, also joins us on the pre-half and post-game coverage. Ben Anderson. What do you make of the reacclamation or whatever word we want to put on it of Mike Conley and how that's gone? I'm not sure you're trying to look at it big picture so much as you're just trying to make sure that Mike Conley's healthy, he's not going to re-injure that hamstring, and he's ready to build up and play more minutes. I really think that's what the majority of it's about, just making sure the minutes are there, the comfort there, and then you can insert him into the starting lineup, assuming that's where Quinn Snyder goes. More so then, hey, does he fit this role as a six-man? Because that's just not who he is. Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Check this out. And now, your not sports report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Huh. I expected the Rocky Mountains to be a little rockier than this. I was thinking the same thing. That John Denver's full of ish, man. He was born in the summer. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 12.80, The Zone. We're live from Larry H. Miller Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram 10905 South Auto Mall Drive. Drop on by and see us. They have great deals going on. But right now it's time for the Not Sports Report. Gordon, where are we going today? We're going to the U.S.-Mexico border. This is not a political statement, though. It has nothing to do with anything like that, okay? Okay. First of all, have you ever smuggled anything? Smuggled anything? No, I'm, I'm not a... I'm not a pirate, Gordon. 
<laughs> have you ever, you never had any contraband of any kind? Smuggling? No, I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Well, you? What if he had no. said yes? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, he just got back from Cabo. I, I don't know, you know, what you might have brought into the country. Lloyd had a healthy cat smuggling business going once, but I don't know if he still does that. <laughs> Was he one of those guys who used to, like, you know, tuck him into his coat and his pants and hide, uh, you know, parrots? Yeah, and smuggling tabby cats across the border, yeah. <laughs> anyway, the reason I bring this up is apparently a tunnel, a smuggling tunnel, if that's what you want to call it, was discovered from between Tijuana and San Diego. Yeah, I think there's been a lot of those discovered, yeah. But this one was almost a mile long. Yeah, I think a lot of them. A mile long? I can't believe this is just shocking you. They've been discovering drug tunnels for decades now. But this is the longest ever. Well, all right. Yeah, it's uh, like uh, five thousand, almost five thousand feet, and it had it had uh, air ventilation systems and drainage and a rail cart. Yeah, that's how El Chapo escaped from prison. Was a tunnel with a rail cart. But where this, you? Where have you been? This thing's a mile long. A mile? They, they've had long tunnels before, Gordon. Well, they've, this, they've never found one longer than this one. Well, I can't believe that that you're so surprised by this. Where you been? It's not that the fact that it's not the fact that there's a tunnel. It's the fact that it's a mile long. Hmm. A mile? I, that one thing would creep me out, man. Seems short to me. Jeez, you're impossible sometimes. Seems short to me. Maz, how do you put up with this at home? You don't. You're an attorney, so you shut him down with logic and all that sort of thing. I just sort of have to put up with it. It's a billion-dollar industry. They can't make a longer tunnel than a mile? Give me a break. I'm surprised there weren't condos down there. There could be. Making a lot of money with those tunnels. Jeez. Anyway, I thought that was was extraordinary. And so, Austin, what do you think? Well, a mile-long tunnel, well, that's, pretty, uh, that's pretty extraordinary, wouldn't you say? Well, didn't I, – I, I swear – you said this is the longest ever? Is that what the story yeah. says? I yes, thought El Chapo had one that was almost three miles long. Yeah, I'm with you, Austin. This doesn't seem I, – I think – So this, this is fake news? This sounds like fake news to it's me. It's from the BBC. I, uh, let's see, let's... I did have a friend try to smuggle a ninja star back from Tijuana once. <laughs> a What? A ninja star, you know, one of those. Hey, one of those things you throw. Yeah, but a, 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 like real, a real one. Like it could, it was. And he knew that they were gonna take it away from him as we came back from Tijuana into San Diego. So he put it in his shoe, and he, you know, they found it. They did. What happened? Act, actually, nothing. So <laughs> they they just took it from him and said, "Get on your way, youngster." I but tried. We, to we smuggle, all thought he was goner. I tried to smuggle a bottle of uh, of honey. Into the country from Jamaica once. How'd that go? It got. It That's got a good story. I don't think I can top that. A ninja star, though, I can't top that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's what did they have like poison on the edges and whatnot? I mean, was it was it was it a death weapon? Yeah, he uh, uh, he was a, a, a double agent. In, in fact, yes. Hmm. 
Well, all right, never mind then. It was no big deal. There's a hey, hole in the desert. It, they found an itty bitty little tunnel there between Tijuana <laughs> and San Diego. It's totally insignificant. Is that better? I just, I'm just surprised. You're surprised. That's all. It just I know seems that like this I has know been that, happening for a while. No, I know that tunnels exist, but I thought that was from near and near. I thought you not, know, not a mile long. Uh, t- t- Tim Robbins dug one almost five football fields in length in that one movie. So, <laughs> yeah, he did that by himself with like yeah. a rock hammer. Yep. He and Fuzzy Britches. <laughs> well, you got me on that one. Yeah. However, that was a that was, that was that was that was a fictional story, wasn't it? Uh, that's your yeah. opinion. Very fictional. <laughs> okay. So okay, is this one right. that you're sharing? Anybody out there ever ever dig a tunnel that was almost a mile long? <laughs> What, do you have one in your backyard? No, 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 no. I'm just waiting for uh, if we have more not sports coming. No, no, that's what I got. Sorry. Oh. Sorry. You know, I thought that was adequate. <laughs> and besides, I was visiting with Sadie during the break. You were. That's true. I'll give you a break on that. But I, just just to, to compare the two of us, you know, when I'm doing the not sports port, I give away the secret of why McDonald's Coca-Cola tastes better. <laughs> it was brilliant. When you're doing the not sports report, it's about one of two dozen drug tunnels that have been discovered in the last 10 minutes. <laughs> no, it says right here from the BBC, it's the longest ever found. Jake, there, there's news out of Mexico. There, there's tunnels. <laughs> I don't know if you know this. There, there are digging tunnels in the desert this, there. This, this is like something out of Tremors. No, it's not. I never something did see out that of, movie. Like was that the one? You know, when, I, when I was in the Chesapeake were... Bay once, I, I, I dug a tunnel there on the beach. and uh, uh, I, did, I, I, I have some been gold, the, even. I have been through a traffic tunnel in Baltimore that goes down under the water. I think they actually built the thing. And they placed it on the bottom of the uh, of the the uh, whatever. What's the what's the, the the water there at Baltimore Harbor? That's kind of creepy. The man. Chesapeake Bay. Yeah, yeah. Haven't you been through the what? Chesapeake Bay Bridge Tunnel on the other side? You know, they, I thought you grew up sailing there. the Chesapeake Bay. Yeah, seriously. Can't even I think did. of the Chesapeake Bay there? I sailed recently. I have this, uh, I think they call it, uh, what ocean? Is it or not? The Pacific? Is that it? Yes. All right. I'm sorry I disappointed you. Yeah, it's okay. I'm not disappointed. I thought it was newsworthy. No, it is. It is. About Jake, what? news is that which is extraordinary. <laughs> this is ridiculous. This is what was it in kilometers? <laughs> what, you want, what do you want? I don't what, know. What do you mean? Kilometers? I don't I have no idea. All right. Wait, 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 you want to explain the Dewey Decimal System next? No, that's that's the library, Gordon. Oh, that's not a unit of measurement. I know. Just, just letting you know. All right, that's how real you quick. Find, that's how you find books. Real, real quick. How many Dewey Decimals what, what, are you what, taught? What's the sum of 367 and 423? I don't know. <laughs> what is it, Gordon? I don't know. I was well, checking, why are you asking I was checking it? your math skills. What's the Dewey Decimal number for uh, twenty thousand leagues under the sea? What was what was the Dewey Decimal system? That's how you fight bugs. I know, <laughs> no, but explain it. Oh man! No, 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 no it's even more. It. You know what? what, 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 what is it? We How's found it the topic that's more boring than daylight savings time. <laughs> we have. It's true, and I'm moving on. Uh, Aaron Falk, our good friend, is going to join us coming up at the top of the five o'clock hour. Coming up next, three words. I hate you. We'll ask him about Rudy and Donovan. 
reportedly making it to the Western Conference All-Star team. We'll ask him uh, what he's been working on at utahjazz.com. At least they didn't have to dig a, a tunnel to get to the All-Star game. Ty Shelter joins us at 5.30. Stay tuned live from Larry H. Miller. Chrysler, Jeep Dodge Ram here in Sandy, 10905 South. Freaking have air conditioning in it. Auto Mall Drive, probably about a mile away from Southtown Mall. <laughs> Right. Think, think you could tunnel from here to Southtown Mall? No, no, could not. Okay. More straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. Play-by-play voice of the Utah Jazz, David Locke. Um, wait one second, guys. Are you leaving? Okay, I love you. Happy anniversary. There you go. There's the romantic 19 <laughs> years right there, guys. Me wishing my wow. life happy anniversary. Who says romance is dead? <laughs> I don't know about you, but I don't know if I could get away with saying, hey, uh, I'll see you later. Happy anniversary, by the way. Right in the middle of the conversation. Yeah, on a phone interview. I'm still scratching my head over it. I would be gutted. Like, that's what you're going to do for our anniversary? Happy anniversary as I'm leaving? This uh, is the business we chose. <laughs> oh, calm <laughs> oh, down there. Lloyd. Just because you're only celebrating your, like, what, first anniversary coming up here pretty soon? And you've already forgotten, what, one of them? Yeah. <laughs> I'm over one. <laughs> oh, that's right. Catch hands and Scotty every day from noon to three. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.